Well, today I thought it would be, there's actually a number of memorials today, one of which is the Memorial of St. George. I think most of us know of St. George, maybe from when we were a kid, and we saw paintings of St. George and the Dragon, and the story of the legend of St. George and the Dragon. Um, I think there's probably, uh, you know, no more uh, profound symbol of, of evil and of Satan than something like a dragon or a serpent. It's a very powerful image. And, uh, I think, I think part of that is the, the shiftiness of a serpent. The fact that it doesn't have, um, a fixed form that it can kind of wiggle all around. And because of that, it strikes us as human beings. I mean, we, we can't do that. We can't make those kinds of movements with our body. It strikes us as such an alien creature, and it captures the sense of evil that's so different from us, the enmity that was spoken about in Genesis, saying, I'll put enmity between you and the serpent. Such a distance, such a difference, and it's, uh, it's really creepy, a serpent is. Some ways serpents are beautiful, but in other ways, if you think about it, it's very, very uh, gross and, and dark and evil. And so we have the image of St. George and he's got his, you know, he's on his horse and his lance is going through the, uh, the serpent or he's going through the, the dragon's head, whatever it might be. And, um, this is really based, you know, it sounds like a legend, uh, but it's based in a truth that's deeper than, um, than any kind of truth that would be conveyed to us by a legend or a myth. And uh, St. George was a real real saint, and there was a great devotion to him in the ancient world. He was, like many saints, he was martyred under Diocletian in the early 4th century. And he was a soldier, and so that's kind of the basis of the myth of the dragon. He was, so he was a real soldier in uh, Diocletian's army. And like many Christian soldiers at that time, when it came to renounce his faith and to offer sacrifice to the gods, he refused, and he was martyred. And so uh, the fortitude of a martyr is very aptly express, expressed in the, the image of a soldier. And Diocletian, the emperor, who was an instrument of Satan at that time for, for St. George, uh, is very aptly expressed in the image and the metaphor of a serpent or, or of the dragon. It is the fortitudes of the martyr that overcomes the darkness of evil and sin and Satan. And they become for us uh, icons and images of fortitude, of strength, of courage uh, in the name of God and for the love of God. We celebrate that today. We see that as well in our first reading, St. Paul, in as St. Paul strives to carry out his vocation uh, as, as an apostle, of Jesus Christ, he encounters a lot of persecution and a lot of opposition, and yet he perseveres through it all. We also are called to do the same. We need the virtue of fortitude. The devil places before us obstacles in our life, hardship, and things that are going to cause us fear, like the creepy serpent. And uh, we, we need to have the courage to withstand and to fight and to oppose that serpent of fear. 
The devil is going to try to pull us away from God and, and make us deviate from the true path in one of two ways. He's going to do it through pleasure or he's going to do it through fear. He's going to seduce us and tempt us with some kind of an allurement that has this sort of promise and image of pleasure, but it's contrary to God's law, or he's going to terrorize us and he's going to create fear, all so that we might be pressured to uh, deviate from the path of rectitude and goodness and holiness. That's his tactic. But through the intercession of the saints, through the example of the martyrs, uh, through St. Paul, an example of his courage, and uh, most especially, of course, through the courage that Jesus, our Lord himself, showed for love of us in going to the cross and embracing the cross, uh, we, uh, like Christ, like the Blessed Mother, and like St. George, we can slay the dragon.